0: Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts.
1: We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. And Mrs. Therapy Podcast. We're so glad that you're here today. We hope that you guys are having a happy new year and you're starting your year off strong. Today we're going to be talking about the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 rule. You've likely heard of this principle as it's really observed all around us and you can see so many different ways that it's played out. So the story goes, Vilfredo Pareto was an Italian economist and he originally noticed this in his garden when he was collecting his pea pods, and he noticed that a lot of the peapods had more than the other peapods. And so as he began to count them, he found that about 80% of the peas came from only 20% of the pea pods. And so then he began to look around and apply that to other things. And he found that 20% of the people in Italy owned about 80% of the land. And these 20 were the wealthiest, leaving the other 80% of the population owning only 20% of the land.
0: And I think this is a really interesting principle. And I want to give you just a couple examples to show you how diverse this is. One of them also is that 80% of the trees only have 20% of the collective height of trees, but then 20% of the trees have 80% of the collective height of the trees. You're also going to have a tendency to wear 20% of your clothes 80% of the time, and 80% of your clothes only 20% of the time.
1: Some other examples are 80% of the knowledge that you get probably comes from just 20% of the books you read, or the same with YouTube videos or podcasts. That 80% of the key information comes from probably 20% of the podcasts that you listen to or the books that you read.
0: And breaking it down into relationships, how this can affect things is 20% of the effort that you put into the relationship is going to breed 80% of the benefit. And if you look at things like love languages, you can totally see that this is true, where you might be doing things that are loving towards your partner But if they're not their specific love language, you're really not going to get a whole lot of benefit. And if you're not really trying to maximize your return, 80% of the effort you're putting into loving your partner is only going to make them feel 20% as loved as if you took the 20% of their love languages and really put that effort into there, then they would get 80% of that feeling of love. And so when we're talking about this Pareto principle, the idea behind it is trying to Use it to your advantage and not to your disadvantage. So where you're going to take that 20% and you're going to leverage it to try to get the 80% benefit that you possibly could get. Another example is if you're trying to correct your child's behavior, 80% of your efforts trying to correct their behavior is only going to correct it 20%. But then there's going to be a 20% that you find that's very effective and that really helps to work at altering your child's behavior. So, once you understand that this is basically a universal law that you can see in pretty much all areas of your life, and then seeing how can I really work at maximizing that 20% and really integrating that more into my behaviors, you're going to find that your life is going to be much more effective for you.
1: So, going back to relationships, you'll see that 80% of your joy or happiness or satisfaction really comes from 20% of the relationships you have. And so, putting that into practice making sure that you are spending time with that group of 20% and you're really investing in those relationships.
0: And this is something that I talk to regularly with introverts who are struggling with making social connections, where they're like, I just really want to find that close-knit group of friends. And I tell them, listen, in order to find that 20%, you are still going to have to go through an 80% of people who are really not going to be a close connection for you. And a part of the problem with how the Pareto principle works is a lot of times you don't know right out of the gate what the 80 and what the 20 is. You have to go in and experience it and then discover, okay, here's the 20% of people that I really appreciate and enjoy, and here's the 80%, and maybe there's nothing wrong with them, but they're only really giving me 20% of the benefit, right? Once you realize that, then you can start leaning more towards those 20% of the people who are making you feel 80% of that social connection. But a part of this is knowing that In order to figure out what is the 80-20 is it's a playing the numbers kind of game where you just have to go through, you have to experience, and then try to backtrack and kind of analyze what is the benefit or what is the experience that I'm getting from this.
1: And it's the same thing with business where 80% of your business will come from 20% of your customers. And so in that sense, looking at how can I really value those customers, you know, a lot of different places or stores have VIP customers and there's special gifts or incentives for people that hit a certain amount. And so they really understand this Pareto principle about really it's this 20% that's purchasing 80% of the things from them. And I think the big thing with this is when you look at productivity is that 20% of your input will create 80% of your output. And then 80% of your input is only creating 20% of your output. So we look at it and we understand that being busy does not mean being productive, right? So you really have to look at it and figure out, Where am I just being busy and where is this not really yielding the benefit and the profit that I need? And then where is that 20% that I'm putting in that really is giving that majority benefit in return?
0: And I think in order to maximize the benefit from this, trying to take a little bit more of a systematized approach can really help. So creating a chart or a graph for yourself where you document what are these things that are bringing me a lot of joy and happiness What are these things that make me feel the most relaxed? What are the things that make me feel the most connected to my partner? What are the things that are making me the most productive? And really writing down all of the different things that you're doing and trying to break down what's the 80 and what's the 20. And then if you can, trying to invest more and more time and effort into that 20% to get you increased benefit with less effort. And I think even for us, When we were employees, that was giving us 20% of the income versus when we started our private practice. That's 80% of the income, but also it's about 20% of the time that we have to spend compared to when we were employees. It was a very difficult task to get the practice up and running, and it cost a lot of effort up front that we didn't get paid a lot for. But then once it was rolling, we look back all the time and, you know, I'm spending time with my family and Ruth will look at me and she'll just be like, you would be at work right now. And I think back to that and I'm like, man, it was so worth the time and effort and difficulty to build it so that, yeah, I can have this additional time with my family. And so that's just a small example of what it kind of can look like if you can really work at investing more into that 20% that wields 80% of the benefit. It's not necessarily an easy task to figure out what it is, or it's not necessarily an easy task to get everything moving on that 20%, but once you do The benefits kind of just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling.
1: And as it's a new year, there's a lot of talk about out with the old, in with the new, right? And so we always do a big push before Christmas and birthdays to kind of declutter things and get rid of things. But this rule applies to that as well. Tim mentioned this in the very beginning that you wear 20% of your clothes. And so when you're trying to minimize right now or declutter, look at what 20% do you typically pick? And then get rid of that 80% or figure out what are just seasonal, what are some things I need to maybe keep. But really this principle applies to shoes, to clothes, to bags you use, but also to toys when we're trying to go through things with our kids, helping them see what do you love the most? And obviously we don't talk about this in percentages to them, like what 20% do you use? That really brings 80% of your happiness. But we just talk about like, what do you love? What do you use the most? And it's easy for me to see this principle being played out in that and to see, okay, there really are key things that we're going to keep and we love and we can see that this consistently brings our kids so much joy and they play with it often. So it's really funny because we can go on and on about so many different examples because it really is all around us. One of the first ways that I ever heard about this principle was in the church setting. 80% of the giving will come from 20% of the people. Also in serving, that 20% of the people will be the ones volunteering and serving for 80% of the things.
0: Now, I think a lot of times we can end up spending 80% of our time doing those things that only give 20% of the benefit to us because they tend to be easier. You really want to make sure that you're getting the maximum benefit from that 20% that produces the 80% of the benefit. You need to prioritize that 20%, meaning like those should be the first things that you're doing with your day to try to make sure that you have enough time to invest in those 20% whatever they may be, whether it's trying to do a new business venture, whether it's trying to make sure that you are loving your spouse right. Don't wait till the end of the day to love them. Try to make that a top priority earlier on in the day. And again, not everything that is a part of the 80-20 rule is something that you can necessarily systematize. But if you can systematize it and you can put it into your schedule, and you can be very mindful about working on those things, you will get much more benefit out of the exertion and energy that you're putting into your life.
1: Looking at this principle from kind of a negative sense, you can see that 80% of your complaints will come from 20% of your customers. And kind of the same idea, Microsoft once reported that they'd be able to solve 80% of system crashes by fixing the top 20% of the system bugs.
0: So if we look at our relationships as a system, and so in your relationship with your spouse, you look at it and you think, okay, there's all these complaints. If you spend time working on 80% of the complaints, if they're not the right complaints that your partner has, it'll only give you 20% of a better feeling. But if you work on the 20% of the biggest problems, it will give you 80% of a better feeling. I always like to tell my couples, write down your top three problems. And a lot of times couples are like, man, we have so many problems and they feel daunted and overwhelmed. And I tell them, but if you fix these top three problems, the majority of the rest of your problems are going to fall by the wayside because you're going to be feeling so much better that these problems won't even feel like problems to you anymore. So if you're in this difficult spot recognizing it's actually not that much that you really have to change to get a dramatically better relationship. If I can just fix these top three problems, and then I can fix the top three problems that my partner has with me, boom, we are off to the races and running and in so much a better place than when we originally started out.
1: Yeah, it's the same idea as people who think, man, if I could just work more, I'd make more. It's what we were talking about earlier about productivity, finding that 20%. So maybe just working two hours, you're getting 80% of it. It doesn't mean I need to work 10 hours and I'm gonna get 100% profit or I'm gonna get 100% of my work done. It's finding that two hours to yield the right things. And it's the same thing in your marriage where you don't have to have everything perfect. That's what Tim's just saying is that there's never going to be a marriage where it's 100% perfect. There's no problems ever. But the idea is to find where is the biggest yield and what is most important to you and your spouse. And you might be thinking, do the percentages of 80, 20 always apply exactly? Well, the answer is no. It can be 90-10, 70-30, but the principle holds true. The Pareto principle I said in the beginning is also known as the 80-20 rule, but it's also known as the law of the vital few and the trivial many. It teaches us that there are a few things which are very important, the vital few. At the same time, there's a large number of things which are not that important, which are the trivial many. So the answer is to focus your energy on the vital few and not waste your time on the trivial
0: many. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know.
1: Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.